Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Telegraph Local. Telegraphlocal.com, the web's only real opinion free breaking news platform. At Telegraph Local, our team reports and delivers real facts for real reporting. In this day and age, facts are extremely important. Facts matter. Real news matters. The only real place to find these facts is on telegraphlocal.com. So if you, like many, many, many others, are tired of the same misconstrued reality of the world and of the current aggressive political landscape, come on over to telegraphlocal.com. We'd love to have you. Read, comment, share. Telegraph Local, your opinion-free news headquarters. Good afternoon, everybody. Today is Monday, 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 June 29th, 2020. Welcome to TelegraphLocal.com's daily political talk podcast, where we talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Yes, all types of fun political stuff. I know that sounds exciting to you guys. Uh, it is a, it's an interesting day. We had quite, uh, quite a lot of news that has happened over the last couple of days. As you know, we don't record on weekends. So there's a lot to talk about today, but I wanted to really narrow it down because I think um, we need to spend some time, spend some more time on uh, the latest in Seattle over CHOP. I think it's a very important uh, topic. I think it shows a lot uh, and tells a lot about where the world is, at least where the United States is today in regards to just letting stuff fly, just not having anyone stand up and say, wait a minute, you think we're doing this wrong? No one wants to. No one wants to leave their cushy life and their cozy, cozy house until CHOP or these protesters and looters are knocking on your front door, spray painting your front door. My question to you is, when does that start? How long are you willing to wait before they're at your front door at midnight? So as we know, CHOP is, uh, well, CHOP is CHOP. The Capitol Hill guys, um, well, over the weekend, they had another shooting. And this isn't the first shooting they've had. Now, remember, CHOP was organized. Uh, to be something that was, uh, how was it phrased by, by the mayor out there? It was phrased as being a block party, a street party. Yet it never has been. It never has been a block or a street party. It's been nothing but chaos and destruction. It has interfered with the lives of many store owners, the countless lives of many citizens who live there. It has made people afraid to go outside. 
at nighttime to walk their dogs without carrying guns. The CHOP organizers and protesters have spray-painted walls. They have taken over police precincts. They have uh, two, three shootings now with one death in the last two weeks. Uh, the police aren't allowed to, to enter the occupied part of CHOP. The mayor has claimed that she was going to uh, end CHOP Friday. That didn't happen. Then it was Sunday. That didn't happen. Now it's Monday, and it still hasn't happened. CHOP is full of vagrants, homeless people. In fact, it's been invaded by vagrants and homeless people. They're, uh, the cities, the uh, businesses in the cities are now suing the city of Seattle. It's become unsafe. There's been accounts of sexual assault. And all this because the mayor felt as though what they were doing, what the, the quote-unquote protesters were doing, was legitimate. They had a right to do these things. They had a right to take over six city blocks, now down to three city blocks, empty a police department, terrorize the community. They had a right to do this. Like the community that pays taxes doesn't have a right to have their community, their storefronts, their, their homes safe. So Seattle police uh, on, on Monday, um, the police officers are investigating a shooting near the area. Protesters are calling the Capitol Hill organized protester CHOP. So apparently there's two males that were shot, and they arrived at, I believe, Harborview Medical Center Emergency Department. Both were in critical condition, but as of about six hours ago, one is now dead. <clears throat> so now you have one dead. Now, these weren't shot inside the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. These were shot about a block or two away. In fact, the first one arrived at about 6.15 a.m. by private vehicle. I'm assuming that's the CHOP paramedics, uh, probably in the back of a, of a 1994 Ford Escort or uh, – they even have Escorts in or, or, or a little Honda Civic stuffed in the back seat there. I'm not sure which one has died. The second arrived after par- with paramedics, Seattle Fire Department medics, about 15 minutes later. The Seattle Police Department posted a tweet. Officers investigating a shooting near 12th Avenue and Pike Street. Reports two people injured. More information when available. This was at 5.44 a.m. this morning. Um, again, 12th Avenue and Pike is a block or two outside of the, uh, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or whatever they're calling now, Chaz, but CHOP. Um, the corner is about exactly exactly two blocks away from Callenderson Park. Now, you should know Callenderson Park if you've been following this. Callenderson Park is the park that they originally took over. Callenderson Park also at this current time is riddled with tents, garbage, uh, free food containers, homeless people. Just It's disgusting. It's full of uh, – smells bad. I want to say it reminds me of the Occupy Wall Street movement years ago, but it doesn't. I think this is a lot worse. Um, they can't miss, it's becoming more difficult to manage, um, tons of violence, large homeless population, and the occupation is only three weeks in. There is, this is not the first shooting link to CHOP either. Again, the, the first one was recorded, I believe, on June 20th, and it was a 19-year-old protester who was shot around 2.30 a.m., again, near Cal Anderson Park on 10th Avenue and East Pine Street. This is the third person shot. Officers uh, attempted to locate a shooting victim, but were met by a violent crowd that prevented safe access to the victims. 
so the police department could not get to them. The officers were later informed the victims, both males, had been transferred, transported to Harborview Medical Center by, quote, unquote, CHOP medics. Now, CHOP have their own medics. Um, the, the 19-year-old that died, I'm not sure if he was an actual protester or if there was a, a drug deal gone bad um, or whatever happened. But the point is, is this has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until it, it, it's dismantled. I'm baffled that this has continued for even three weeks. Uh, Chop Wannabeast also tried to set up these autonomous zones in other cities, and that was promptly stopped. But in Seattle, Mayor Durkin just doesn't care. So say she cares, but if she cared, why hasn't she ended this? Why well, have two people, three people gotten shot with one of them died? Why can't homeowners walk down the street at night without carrying firearms just to walk their dogs? There was uh, reports that parents won't let their kids go out even during the daytime because it's gotten so bad out there. And this is acceptable social behavior to these chop organizers who there's no way in the world they have jobs because they I, I don't know who's maybe I don't know maybe they're being paid maybe they're being paid to to protest in the in the chop zone maybe we're missing something completely but this is what we're we're. We're not condemning. What we're showing the rest of the world is acceptable social behavior. What Mayor Durkins feels is acceptable social behavior. I think that the city of Seattle is going to um, be getting ready to lose a lot of money in the lawsuit. I think that, that Mayor Durkin should be recalled immediately uh, and stripped of her position. Now, that will probably not happen because it's Seattle. Um, the death prompted Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin to announce last week the city would begin efforts of this to dismantle CHOP, asking organizers to convince protesters to disperse to avoid police intervention. So it took three shootings for this to happen. This was, again, this was a street party. This was a street festival. A street festival, which we all knew at the time was a lie. I, I, it's, my frustration is how do we continue to allow this and no one stops, steps up and says, wait a minute, this is wrong. It needs to end now. You have police quitting their jobs and following early retirement like, like dead flies. I mean, I don't even know how big of a police department Seattle has left, but I, I'm quite certain that the ones that are left aren't very happy to be there. It's just, it's so frustrating. I, I just don't get it. You know, when is this going to stop? I don't think we'll ever have an answer for it. I don't think it's going to stop in the next couple of days. I think come Friday will be a different story. Uh, in fact, CHOP has other ideas, which we'll get into in a minute, about what they're going to do when they decide uh, to, to when and if they ever dismantle where they're going to go to. So they're not really going to dismantle. They're just going to move their, their organization somewhere else. And that's somewhere else what we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But Imagine if this was your hometown or your town or your city. And Minneapolis is, is – is their city council literally is going forward with defunding the police. They're not joking. Everyone in the city council unanimously has agreed to defund the police department. They're going to replace them with so-called peace officers. Uh, now, the mayor of Minneapolis is not going for it, but the problem is if you have enough votes, he can't veto. 
And right now it's unanimous by city council, which means that he doesn't ha- he can't veto because the veto will be overridden. I guess my question is, what's a, what's a peace officer? Just is, are, are you still going to have the cops just rename them peace officers? Is that the sneaky little trick you're going to do? Because if you're saying that you're going to dismantle the police department, that means you have to go ahead and do it. And I'm curious. I hate to say it, but I think Minneapolis is going to be a great test of what actually happens when you dismantle a police department. And if I was in Minneapolis right now, I would be moving immediately. There is no way in the world I would be sitting in Minneapolis for another week. I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think this is going to return to the major cities back in the 80s and 90s when the crack epidemic came around. I mean, people deserted it. New York City was a ghost town. And I have a lot of friends in New York City, and many of them have been lifelong New Yorkers talking about leaving. Seriously talking about leaving, like starting to look at homes in New Jersey or upstate New York because they're they, this, this baffling. I mean, they were still protesting over the weekend. New York burning stuff down, toppling statues over, the, the, whole, the whole nine. I think NYPD has seen an increase of 25% in police officers moving towards early retirement. Do you know how many cops that is? New York City is the biggest police department in the world. And then they're going to have to have a mass hiring, which means, guess what? They're not going to get the quality of officers that are probably retiring because they're getting a bunch of rookies who have probably never been police officers before. And you're going to, have, you're going to repeat the same problem. You're going to put officers, same officers back on the street that you can't vet until they do something wrong. And this, if you can't be baffled over this, there's an issue. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about exactly where CHOP is going to be going next. You're really going to love this one. So sit tight. We'll be right back, guys. Welcome back to uh, Telegraph Local's Daily Political Talk, telegraphlocal.com. You can read all of these stories at telegraphlocal.com just by simply going to the website. Click Political News, Opinion-Free Political News, and read away. Everything we talk about on the show is already on the website. So again, go to telegraphlocal.com and check the news out. So before the break, we talked about CHOP. The recent shootings, the, the murder, the one murder, the several other shootings, what it's turned into, that it's not exactly what um, the mayor claimed it was, a street party. Now, anyone who's anyone knew that was a lie as soon as she said it, but apparently in this day and age, we just accept liars, and we just don't really we – don't, um, we don't look at them as anything negative. In fact, she'll probably be reelected because you know, a month from now, this will be like it never happened. If these communities want the change that they're talking about, then they need to start that change with the people who govern their cities. 
this is not up to the president of the United States or the federal government. This is up to the local towns, cities, and communities that have the voting power to change this. So CHOP, in the next few days, well, it's supposed to be on Friday, then Sunday. Uh, today, they're still, you know, they're still in their little three-block radius um, downtown. So they are coming up with a contingency plan on where they're going to be going next. So as you know, CHOP, probably in the next three or four days, will be dismantled. The organizers will have to move, so they have to face a retreat. These guys and girls refuse to give up. They're not going to give up. But even they have said, at least the organizers, that everything has been overrun with homeless. And that's the exact same thing that happened years ago when they had um, the Wall Street protest. It was fine for a week or two. They invited everybody in. It's all love and fun until it was overrun with homeless people seeking free food, shelter, and the like. And then all of a sudden, it was problems. The one in D.C. lasted for months in Freedom Plaza. And it was a joke, and it didn't get anywhere. In fact, it died right after the election. Uh, of course, these things only happen during election season. You have to be blind not to see that. Um, and I'm quite certain CHOP will die out in about three or four months. You won't hear from it again. Uh, I'm quite certain BLM, after November, will be quiet as a church mouse, just like all the other political movements during a political season have done. Um, remember the Me Too movement? How quickly that was stuffed out. What's funny about the Me Too movement was that it was all fun and dandy until they started eating their own. And then virtually overnight, Me Too disappeared because there was a certain political party that decided it was no longer advantageous to, uh, to, to have Me Too out and about. And just like that, poof, they were gone. So CHOP protesters are now uh, eyeing uh, an area near the precinct. Remember when CHOP took over, they, uh, Seattle abandoned a police precinct, just left it there, and the CHOP zone encompassed that police precinct. So now CHOP, instead of being outdoors, open air in a park, which they say has become increasingly hard to, to manage, <clears throat> they're going indoors, and they're going indoors. You guessed it. They're taking over the police precinct. This is what they claim they're doing. Organizers of Seattle's Capitol Hill organized protest or CHOP are attempting to refocus their efforts toward a street outside the East Precinct and away from the tent encampment at Cal Anderson Park. So what they're doing now is they're going to make their, 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 their zone even smaller, right? They're going to start barricading right in front of that police precinct, which what do you think that means? Do you think they're not going to enter the police precinct? I mean, that's a pretty good last stand, right? They'll be all walled off. And I don't understand why the city just doesn't cut services off to this area. Cut the power off. Cut the water off to that small area. And just let them just, just fend for themselves. Let them eat their own. And then you don't have to worry about dispersing them because eventually they're going to disperse themselves. So uh, that being said, that would be the best move. Obviously, they're not going to do that. So they're going to probably allow CHOP to to move closer to the police precinct, away from the homeless encampment. But what do you think the homeless people are going to do? They're going to follow. Why wouldn't they follow? They're going to follow the food. They're homeless. And the free cigarettes and the free beer and everything else homeless people usually get for free. They're going to follow this. So it's just going to be a smaller, more compact homeless shelter pretty much.
or homeless encampment. So the organizers of CHOP, um, well, this particular organizer named Angelica C., we don't even have her last name. I mean, she's an organizer of CHOP, and she won't even give her last name, which is funny in itself. I mean, if you're so proud of your organization, why won't you tell the world who you actually are? She says, basically, it's to bring attention and focus back onto why we're here. Occupy protesters, which is to get our demands met. And the only way we can do that is to occupy this precinct right here. So now the only way they could get their demands met was to – originally was to occupy six blocks, which uh, the city you know, allowed. Then the city shrunk it, talked them into shrinking it to three blocks, right? so they could still get their demands met. Now, or Angelica C. claims that the only way to get their demands met are to occupy the police precinct, which has walls, a roof, and windows, by the way. So they're no longer out in the open. Now they're going to be indoors with walls and a door, which makes it even harder to break that up or to enter that if there's a problem. And, and believe me, that is their intent. Roughly three weeks after the occupation protests began, organizers struggled to secure the park encampment, which has seen violence. Um, also seen anger of a lot of local businesses and anger of a lot of local residents, and no one can blame them. No one. Um, the encampment has also drawn a fairly large homeless population. Some are now describing the area as a political liability. So, man, so first... They were all about it. Now it's a political liability. It just – if anyone three weeks ago couldn't see where this was going, start looking a little bit closer. Uh, there's a security guard, a CHOP security guard named Harry Rick Hearns. At least he gives his name. Um, so he spends most of his time cooking barbecue near the precinct. Um, but even he said that Cal Anderson was a distraction – and I quote, they need to clean out the whole park, unquote. But if he's security, why isn't he cleaning out the park? If shop has its own security, why isn't shop security doing the job that they claimed they were going to do to begin with? They wouldn't let police in to do a job, which is security. So now he, Harry Rick Hearns, is security. Why isn't he in there doing his job, his security job? also a 23-year-old state um, – Washington State resident um, is one of the parks – who lives in one of the park's tenants told the Seattle Times that he would probably move to the precinct, adding the organizers are routinely forced to go over to the park and deal with security. Why isn't security escorting these bad elements out of the park themselves and cleaning up that park and keeping that park secure? I mean they can drive – shooting victims to hospitals, but they can't keep people from getting shot. They can't provide the only security, the security they claimed that they wanted to have. Uh, most of the protesters actually feel, or the organizers feel, that people go to Cal Anderson Park to pitch a tent and get regular meals instead of supporting the cause. What cause? What cause? Because you haven't been clear about any of it from day one. But they have goals. Shop's goals um, include investing more in black communities. I mean, these goals change all the time. Uh, 
reimagining policing in cooperation with community leaders, which is what's actually going on with the police department now, but whatever. And they're also pushing for accountability measures and statewide reform to police unions. But I thought they were, their goal was to defund the police, not reimagine it. It makes us have to worry about extra stuff going on down there that doesn't necessarily pertain to white shops here. This is what uh, Mr. Rook said, who self-identifies as an organizer. But if you're an organizer with your own security force, why aren't you doing this job yourself? You said you could do it. Mayor Jenny Durkin said last week that the city is working with the community to bring the CHOP zone to an end and that police soon would move back into a precinct building that had largely uh, been abandoned in the area. Now they're talking about the same police precinct that CHOP plans on holding hostage, on moving into, who making, who, who pretty much making that their last stand. Right. This is like the Alamo, but nowhere near uh, the reasons why the Alamo made its last stand. This is just, I, I just you just can't you literally can't make this stuff up. So Chop is now going to take their last stand in the police precinct that Mayor Jenny Durkin claims that the police officers are going to move back into uh, any day now, but they're not. I couldn't imagine being a guy. I couldn't imagine being a store owner in this at all insane just the, the craziness in the world hopefully tomorrow we have better news i don't know but um we need to talk about there's so you know blm right blm is black lives matter it means uh black lives matter but the reality of it is it's a political movement and this is it's obvious because it's not all black lives and we've talked about this before on the show black lives matter blm does not mean black lives matter because if it did it would be all inclusive to all black lives matter Instead, it's only inclusive to black people killed by white cops. That's it. It holds no, uh, no regard for uh, regular black people killed by illegal immigrants or by Asians or black-on-black murder. They only care about black people killed by white cops. Why? Because that has some sort of political stance some sort of political value. There's no value in black-on-black crime. There's no value in black-on-black murder. There's no political value on an illegal immigrant killing a, a black teenager. So don't mistake BLM for a, a movement. It is a movement, but it's only a political movement, and I guarantee you it'll die out after the, after, for the most part after November, and we won't hear from it again for another three years until the following election cycle. Now, obviously, Dems are piling on with BLM, trying to be their buddies and stuff, but what BLM needs to answer, ask themselves is you've been voting for the same political group for 50 years, and yet you still have to, to do, deal with what you're dealing with. What's it going to take for these guys to stop aligning themselves? Just stop voting for any political alliance. Just stop voting, period, and just start using your movement as political force or create your own party i mean that's your only choice because you're going to vote democrat this time because although you know they failed you for 50 years in the next couple months they're going to convince you that they're going to convince you that they won't this time and yet they will because as soon as someone gets elected it's all over and done with they'll forget you exist just like they always have and they always will 
you know, to African American, to the Democrat Party, African Americans are nothing but a vote. They could care less because if they did care, you still would not be having the same damn problems that you have now that you had 50 years ago. That's just fact. But yet you'll still vote Democrat. I don't. It's just it's insanity to me. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the father of a teen who was murdered by illegal immigrants, say that BLM ignored his case. In fact, he says, I'm black. Where's our help? We'll talk about that in detail once we get back from this next short break. Stay tuned, guys. Great story coming up. Welcome back, guys, to TelegraphLocal.com's podcast, Daily Political Talk. Today is June 29th. It is hot pretty much everywhere in the country. If you've been listening to the, to, if you haven't been tuning in, we spent the last about half hour talking about CHOP and the, just the craziness and looniness uh, about the movement, about the so-called movement that no rational person, I think, at this point in time who watches decent news believes is a movement. However, BLM, which is in itself nothing more than a political movement, and the evidence is more than there to back that up. If you don't um, believe me or don't understand why I'm saying this, listen to the last couple shows or a couple shows before last or listen to the last five minutes of the show before the commercial. So Father Routine murdered by illegal immigrants says BLM ignored his case. I'm black. Where's our help? Talking about him and his son who was killed. The father of the black teen murdered by an illegal immigrant in 2008 told Fox and Friends on Sunday that because his son's case was not a matter of police brutality, he received no support from the Black Lives Matter movement. He was forced to mourn on the sidelines by African-American leaders. So he actually approached African-American leaders and got no love, nothing. Why? Because there was no, uh, no political reason for them to do so. None at all. So they didn't really care to help him or to help bury his – or put his son in a gold casket. It seems like Black Lives – it seems like Black Lives Matter only focuses on black people who were murdered by the police, Jamil Shaw said. He also goes on to say, you know, my son was murdered in 2008, and I reached out to anybody that would listen, especially black people. Because I thought for sure I would have a lot of support in the black community. Get none. Zero support. Not any. Not 5%. Not 10%. Not 6 or 2%. None. He goes on to say, but because 
of the illegal aliens and the way they get all the support in California, no one would jump on board because they didn't want to have to, you know, justify the illegal alien part. So they just let me go by myself. Jamal Shaw Jr., who was 17, was shot in March of 2008 by an illegal immigrant and gang member, Pedro Espinoza, who mistook a high school football player for a member of a rival, rival gang. A jury later convicted Espinoza and sentenced him to death. So he's currently on death row. Thank God. That's great. But BLM did nothing. Nothing. Black leaders did nothing. Politicians did nothing. Why? Because it didn't involve a cop, a white cop. It involved an illegal immigrant. And we know politically the Democrats have been pushing for all types of benefits for illegal aliens for years. And they certainly can't fight amongst themselves, now can they? So they have to pick a cause. And that cause is only when there is political sway involved. BLM's a joke. And I don't want it to be a joke. And I, and I truly don't think that people, some people who follow BLM think it's a joke or want it to be a joke. I think they truly want it to be serious. And I get it. I want it to be serious too. I think that if BLM went to the South Side of Chicago, that in the last two weeks has had had, had over well over two hundred shootings and, and multiple deaths from those shootings. Think about that. In the South Side of Chicago, the last two weeks, there's been over two hundred shootings, closer to three hundred. And BLM has been mum. They haven't said one damn word about it. There's not BLM representatives in the South Side of Chicago right now. There's not one BLM representative who's gotten on TV decrying this. But yet when a couple people get shot by white cops, they tear down monuments and statues. They burn down buildings. They loot, rob, and pillage, and murder. But yet almost 300, 250 – I want to say it was closer to 250 last people in the last two weeks in Southside Chicago were shot. Many of them died. All black-on-black crime, nothing. Everyone is mum. Jamail Shaw Jr. sent a tweet out. He said, when was, this tweet was sent out June 16th at 10.43 p.m. on his own personal Twitter page, saying, when my son was murdered, I reached out to every so-called black leader in L.A. to get help with the murder of my son. Every one of them was in bed with the illegal alien, aliens. BLM and black politicians in L.A. only support black people who were murdered by the police, period. After appealing to various groups and community leaders for help and repeatedly getting turned down, Shaw's father started to speak out, personally against California's immigration policies, um, which he, per- he blamed for his son's death. And, and I'm not going to do that. That's his opinion. Uh, I'm not going to say it is or isn't mine, but something went awry there. Shaw said that all black people should matter. He alleges a double standard among the movement. At the forefront of the national protest over George Floyd's death in Minneapolis police custody last month, he said a death at the hands of police should not be some kind of death lottery. Like, yeah, I won. I was murdered by the police, so we get something out of it. Everybody else just gets screwed and has to sit on the sidelines and pretend like, you know, they're getting over it, unquote. A former Black Lives Matter Greater New York uh, 
member on Sunday said that both parties were to blame for crimes against black people. They go on to say, quote, black people do not trust politicians, unquote. Quote, they don't trust Democrats, they don't trust Republicans, unquote. I guess my question for you then is why do you continue to vote for Democrats if you don't trust either one? In fact, you should trust Democrats. You know, it's, I hate saying this because I have voted Demo- almost Democrat nearly every, every time I've voted Democrat, except maybe one election. And it sucks to sit here and talk on my podcast and talk about how frustrating it is. But there comes a time to when you actually start reading, and you can't – you just can't turn to blind eye. You can't not see the reality of the Democrat Party. And again, coming from someone who at 42 years old has voted Democrat most of their life, this BLM this, – it's just – it's insane how much bullshit comes with this. It's a joke. And I'll say it again. Black people have been voting Democrat for more than 50 years, and the Democrats for more than 50 years have done shit for you, have done nothing for you. Yet you keep voting Democrat because God God forbid you vote Republican and maybe get something. Or maybe just don't vote at all. But in November, you will again vote Democrat because now it's just like you're conditioned for it. It's just what you do. It's almost like you're a machine. You just think that when you – the only people you can vote for are Democrats. You know, they'll give you some bullshit shop, sob story, and you'll believe it. And the next year, you'll wonder why nothing's still being done for you. Four years later, it'll be the same thing. Shaw Sr. characterized the Black Lives Matter approach as, if you're killed by the police, it's okay. We can tear down and burn down buildings. But if you're murdered by illegal aliens, you have to be quiet. He also said the movement has alienated everybody that has been murdered not by the police, and it's not fair to our loved ones. It's not, fair to, it's not fair when I watch on TV. The only reason they care is that they are killed by the police. And then they get to tear down the city, burn up everything, loot everything, and nobody's going to jail. He argued, I'm like, man, this is unfair, you know. I'm black. Where's our help? And I, I'm foreseeing that over the next couple of weeks, you know, I mean, at least we're not as bad as we were a couple weeks ago when every city was virtually on fire from the BL, well, the so-called Black Lives Matter movement. But I'm only wondering what's next because obviously the, the, the fires are beginning to quell, right? The smoke is beginning to clear. So what's next? What's the next move? What's the next move for destruction? What more needs to be destroyed for a political movement that is saying it's not. Why aren't you in Chicago rebuilding urban housing, offering job training? From what I understand, BLM has raised more than $50 million. And instead of putting it to use in black neighborhoods, inner city black neighborhoods, they're bailing protesters out of jail with it. Anyone who looks at this should see how laughable it really is. And it's frustrating that no one speaks up and that BLM doesn't step up to the plate and say, hey, you know what? We're doing this wrong. Let's do it the right way. Let's be about all black Americans, not just the ones we pick and choose for political purposes. And I, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to happen anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. 
I mean, it can't right now because they're in the middle of a political season. So it's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen after a political season because, like everything else, like the Me Too movement, uh, Occupy Wall Street, you know, BLM years ago, back I believe in like 2008, uh, the Antifa stuff. It always starts at the political season and always ends right for the election or a few months thereafter. This will too. And we will be good to go until 2024. Call the flares up again. Maybe they'll all get together and do this all again. I don't know what it'll be. I mean, by that time, all the statues will be done anyway. I don't know what they're going to protest after that. Maybe they'll turn to your house if you're wealthy and decide they need to start burning down wealthy people's homes. Why? Because you have too much money. Which, I hate to tell you, is not something that you should shake off um, at all. Because that's what's next. They burnt down all of the all the buildings. They burnt down all the storefronts. They've torn down all the monuments. All this has been allowed to happen. The only logical next move is your front door. That's the only logical next first move because they have nothing else to tear down. Wait and see. If this doesn't stop, what's going to happen? Guys, that's all we have today for um, June the 29th. Please join us tomorrow, and we will uh, we'll do this all again with all a bunch of whole bunch of new news. Hopefully tomorrow's news will be better. I will try my best to make it better. But unfortunately, the only thing I can really do is talk about the actual news. Other than that, guys, have a happy rest of your Monday. Have a wonderful week. We will talk to you tomorrow, Tuesday, June 30th. Until then, take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.